0: to the Butter Chicken Podcast, hosted by DJ Shira and DJ Juicy. We focus on the stories of individuals who are making great impact in society and culture. The Butter Chicken experience is
1: well-cooked, thought-provoking conversation. Thank you for tuning in, and
0: enjoy the vibes. You got the culture, buttery. Yes, 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 party people, New York City and worldwide. It's your boy, DJ Sherrod. And DJ Juicy.
1: Juicy. Hunji, what's up, bro? What's cracking, my friend? Chilling, man. Just another day in
0: paradise. I am so happy today. Tell me why. I'm happy today because I got... Box in the mail Of some shoes Okay I got two different shoes From two different p- places At two different addresses today So it felt really good What are those shoes? I got the Pine Green Jordan one Okay In the mail Actually that got hand delivered Okay uh, To my office I felt incredible And then I got an email From a trusted uh, so Retail store- source Okay And it said A shipment has been delivered To your house And then my wife texted me To confirm that
1: So does your wife Ever question And why that was a
0: purple And one Jordan So that was won. the second pair
1: so yeah. Does your wife ever question Like why There's so many sneakers Being delivered to the house No Absolutely Never a conversation
0: more. Maybe early But not anymore Not anymore but you not must even a question But it's you must a, be selective
1: Though with what you're purchasing Right
0: Absolutely Now I am Now I am It's awesome But I wasn't always selective So that
1: made your day today
0: It did Because you know what To me it's like That It's just part of it's just part of my lifestyle. It's, I, I almost feel like like I was thinking about it because I'm looking at buying a new car, leasing a new car. My lease is up and my wife's car like, let me get a new car. Mm-hmm. I'm like, eh, that's kind of a waste of money to get this car. Right. And then I was like, wait, I spend that much on sneakers a month. <laughs> I could just wear like a pair of 990s and then have a Tesla and it would be the same financial outlay. Right. But I choose to have the, the footwear. Okay. Yeah, and I've been doing it for a long, long time.
1: Your sneaker game is very strong.
0: I love it. Yours is too, Juice. I'm I'm okay, you know. Juice, what's your favorite um, silhouette? Air Jordan one, without question. Why is that such an amazing silhouette for you? Uh,
1: Released in 1985. I was born in 1985. Uh, It was the first Jordan that I ever owned in middle school. Okay. It was a a Carolina blue one. Wow. I did not uh, know that. Yeah. Interesting. And uh, I just, you know, w- when I had, you know, kind of the resurgence of buying sneakers again, you know, I, I was like, you know what, if I'm going to spend any money on shoes, it's going to be the one shoe that I truly enjoy wearing. Right. And I was just like, Air Jordan 1, I'm just going to cop as, as many pairs as I can.
0: When you buy shoes, is it is it easy for you or is it somewhat at this point, you're pretty connected, you work in the business of footwear marketing, you do a lot of events, is it still difficult for you to get shoes that you want
1: yeah absolutely uh the sneaker game is very uh tricky in particular okay explain Um, that to me you got to be very strategic with the way you maneuver (laughs) what does that mean you don't want to seem too thirsty and always ask for a favor Okay, uh, Because then you rub people the wrong way And then you lose that contact and connect <laughs>
0: uh, Me and you have had the etiquette talk
1: w- Yeah and I, I, I Partially I, I think I learned The majority of it from you Because I was just like Yo if you know somebody Then it shouldn't be a problem You know so um, But you were like No you gotta pause And, and really <laughs> think about How we're gonna approach this it's um,
0: crazy Like At this stage in the game I mean we I, I was dumbfounded When I when I
1: first was getting Schooled on it I was just like Damn I didn't know I didn't know it th- This <laughs> it's, t- it's a
0: rough game Intense man For the listener Just checking in This is the Butter Chicken Podcast Follow us at Butter Chicken Podcast On all podcasting platforms You're now tuned in To DJ Sherrod And DJ Juicy We do this Every single week And for those of you Just getting tuned in With me My boy DJ Juicy Our lifestyle Is music fashion footwear and just living a cool life and having fun with what we do but at the same time maintaining profitability in our business <laughs> is that not correct That's and we found a way to actually uh position ourselves and position our business to actually um handle a lot of experiential marketing events within retail shops some of our accounts are Foot Locker, New Balance, Adidas just to name a few and we do a lot of cool events in 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 partnership with these brands, um, one group of really cool people is the group that we know as Extra Butter. Extra Butter Chicken? Not Extra <laughs> Butter Chicken. <laughs> extra Butter. Just Extra Butter. Huge. These guys, Nick and Encore, are the founders of Extra Butter. They also own Renarts, mm-hmm. deep in Long Island, and they are OGs in the footwear space. Legends within what they do. Not only have they been in footwear, but they've been in multiple businesses outside of footwear. Their family has a long history of entrepreneurship and education. They're two great guys who were actually introduced to us by our director of business development named Erica. And she put us together. And in studio today, we have Nick and Ankur Amin from Extra Butter, Renart's, G's of the scene, <laughs> uh, amazing on? guys, man! Welcome Thanks for being the show. here, Thank and you for I am here. happy and elated that you guys have made it here. And I didn't think it was ever going to happen. Oh so, um,
2: for that intro, I'd come stoked! <laughs> that <laughs> in. Thank you, DJ Sharad, you see Erica.
1: Thank you for Please joining us, guys. Here, Appreciate course. it. This is definitely going to be an insightful one for sure.
0: Absolutely, um, we're going to get it out the way now. Could we just text you If we want shoes <laughs> I'm tired of the chase man <laughs> 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 Gotta have some kind of strategy See These, <laughs> guys, <laughs> you see, these guys are legit you guys talked about it So These <laughs> <laughs> guys are legit Okay So Nick Encore Without wasting any time Tell the listeners About your background Where you're from Culturally And then Creatively How you guys Got into the game um, But we definitely Want to hit on where you guys are from culturally, I think that's really important to the butter chicken listener.
2: Yeah, well, um, Nick and Nick and I were born in India to uh, a middle-class family, um, and we immigrated to Queens uh, in 81 when I was 11. And, you know, so we came to this country when I was 11. Nick was uh, 9. And um, came with not much... Uh, but we were we had amazing support system and uh, we got into the sneaker game by by chance. I mean, my my uncle got a job at a place uh, that sold sneakers, ended up buying the space in uh, Queens. In in Queens, yeah.
0: It's so funny. I feel yeah. like so many Daisies Amazing. and exactly. we all come from Queens. <laughs> yeah. and Queens is a big part of our our story on our show. It's a recurring theme in our show, and it's interesting. Where in Queens were you guys?
2: Queens. Uh, Elmer's Queens. Queens is the, the cultural capital of the world. I mean, it's the hodgepodge of everybody, right? You have absolutely, JFK, yeah. a melting pot, exactly. It's uh, got the, the airport there, and people just kind of settle there. there. <laughs> Get are. off the airport and yeah. walk to your house. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's Eddie Murphy and coming to America. Take me to Queens.
0: So you came to Queens? Your uncle got in the footwear game?
2: Yeah. Um, he got in the footwear game. It was just a job. My uncle and my father both landed a job together at the same spot. Punjabi owned business, by the way. Um, and he had other spots and this was, this was one that he was paying not a whole lot of attention to. Okay. So, um, he ended up, uh, you know, making a deal with the owner to he, he told him listen we're doing a better job than you anyway so is this
0: on Jamaica Avenue or no is this, this is on
2: else? on, on uh, Queens Boulevard Rigo okay. Park Rigo Park got it yeah Rigo Park um Sneaker Circle Sneaker Circle that was the name of the place Sneaker yeah, Circle 9725 Queens Boulevard Oh think, wow what sure, what, what year was yet. that This was in uh they got the job in 81 they ended up buying it in 84 Oh wow okay. Three years into it they bought it I think it was like $35,000 Most
0: I'm of sure. our listeners Were not born yet
2: Yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> Wow And you guys so. were just Literally fresh into the country
2: Yeah Pretty much
0: Okay It's pretty interesting much. how Indians Came into New York And like Specifically within the Punjabi community We hear a lot about these Punjabis going to the sneaker market But we we rarely hear about Gujaratis In the footwear space So right there That's something new, new That right. was probably happening
2: Yeah I think it was an ens- You know An ens- like a means to an ends sort of thing. It okay. was it was a job. Okay. That, and our our family is really just good at retail. Okay. Right. The retailers back home. So something that we knew how to do.
0: And you guys start working in the store right away or are you just in school kind of hanging out?
3: Well, a little too young for me at that point. <laughs> so I, I did go around when I was 11, 12, okay. just hanging out in the store. Yeah. Right. But we, Uncle, and I both started working on Saturdays, Sundays, I would say I was 14. Okay. Uncle was 16.
1: And at mm-hmm. that time, was there like uh, any sort of sense of like getting into the any sort of sneaker culture, were there shoes that you guys were attracted to more than others, or was it just kind of there to work and leave, and then the
2: the kind of definitely attracted to? Were we allowed to have anything? Absolutely not. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> what were you selling <laughs> we at the that time?
3: Like what? What, what, what well, were so you guys? The style. So uh, I mean, I'll say it. Uh, Adidas was probably the number one brand then. Okay. So shell toes. Yeah, superstars $39.99. right? That was a retail. Wow. Mm-hmm. And. Um, Marathon, if you guys remember, running yeah. style mm-hmm. that was hot. Adelites, which is a s- slippers, they were hot. Uh, Reebok just coming in on its own. Reebok uh, was popping too.
2: Reebok was popping '85. Right? Classic aerobics, same yeah. uh, Flashdance mm-hmm. and all of that stuff. Yeah. So that yeah. was that was '85.
3: Aless was good. Ales was good. Um, wow, you're
0: taking me back. Nike, <laughs>
2: Nike was pretty young at that time, and they had some models. They Had Oceanas and Air Forces and.
0: Cortez, Bruins, Cortez, yeah. yeah, all
2: of that. But yeah. really, I think for Nike, it was eighty-seven Air Max One was when it started really That's blowing right. up in a big. Even
0: movie. even like 85 you didn't see it with the Jordan One. Eighty-five
2: Jordan, it made a scene, but Jordans really didn't fly off the shelf until like four or five. And right, yeah the first
3: Jordan was what? Uh, 86 was it? Or 84. 80,
0: 84 uh, 85 season. Yeah, 85. 85.
2: So that
3: was the controversial one, right? $65 mm-hmm. retail and it was a black white red. Black mm-hmm. red yeah. Right. And I think Juicy you, you mentioned you had a first pair of Jordans uh Carolina.
1: The Carolina. I think that
3: was a third colorway, right?
1: Yeah, well, I so I was in middle school uh in the in the Mid to late 90s So I
0: Juicy's a lot younger Than you guys
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I I don't know How I came across This pair uh, And how I convinced My parents to let me Buy it But um, I was just, the color and just the silhouette and everything, I just, I had to have it. And yeah. I, I really wore those out, like the soul was gone by the time Amazing. it threw them away, yeah.
2: Right. Well, we weren't allowed to have any of that. Anything <laughs> that flew off the shelf, no good. Can you tell <laughs> us Customer for a minute,
0: uh, you know, pause on on the business for a second, but what was it like being immigrants in Queens at that time, fresh, were you from Gujarat?
2: Yeah, yeah. Where, Baroda? Uh, close to Baroda, a okay. smaller town between Baroda and Ahmedabad. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, so you're straight from like, a small town Absolutely Do you speak English When you come here? Yeah Okay so you a knew English words I would
2: say well, But not fluent like Both of us yeah. went to An English medium school So like mm. it, was, it was one of those schools That taught in English
0: Okay So you come here Shit ass
2: accent Oh my god What an <laughs> accent <laughs> <laughs> No one understood A word we said Of course not Except for us
0: Cause I remember Being walking around The streets of Queens In like the 90s I'm a decade younger Than you guys mm. You guys are in the 80s Shit was tough back then
3: Yeah It was difficult
0: And it was way less South Asians there Than there are now Right Can you tell our listeners What it was like Going to school Like high school In the 80s In Queens Being Indian And being an immigrant At the same time
2: Sure I, I've i got experiences I've got scars from that era Wow Because it's, it's uh, I mean you're, you're thrown Into this urban jungle Right Yeah um, Look, the, your parents don't understand what's going on at school. Right? No one kind of understands what you're going to. Just going to school was an adventure. You got whatever money you had was taken from you on the way to school, sometimes on the way to the bathroom during bathroom break in class. You Jeez. would get robbed? You'd get robbed. Mother, You'd get yeah. pushed against the wall. This is said, living like, in whatever. Elmhurst. Elmhurst, mm-hmm. yeah. Elmhurst yeah. was changing. I mean, it was, uh, it was one of those neighborhoods that are, you know, a lot of Indians were starting to move in. Mm-hmm. So when we moved in there uh, in Elmhurst, um, '82, uh, it was mostly a Latin neighborhood, right? A lot of Colombians, um, Puerto Ricans, uh, and things were changing very fast. A lot, a lot of Indians coming in. Of course, you don't realize it at the time what's happening, but you, you realize it later. Um, and I guess a, you know a new race coming in must create some cultural issues, and you know conversations at home leads to the kid reacting to the, the, the other kid that's of another culture. So uh, we got bullied, we got thrown around, less of us, right, Indians, there weren't a lot. But we got picked on more than just about any other types. At least that's what it seemed like to me.
0: When you say we, meaning you guys Indians. specifically or <laughs> Indians, Indians in Indian general? Americans. Like yeah.
2: Indians, immigrants. What what was what
0: was some of the things like that were happening when you say getting picked on?
2: I mean, everything from, you know, you got hit harder at sports <laughs> right, you can, you can <laughs> home homeroom, people like pegged M&Ms at your back, back to your head. And we also, I mean, Newtown High School was... Wow, you went to Newtown, okay. Newtown both of you School went to Newtown? Yeah, both there? of us yeah. did. I don't okay. think that's even there anymore, right? It's boarded up. It did get boarded up, yes, yeah. I heard. Yeah,
1: I think it's interesting to, to kind of hear their perspective because, you know, across the, genera- or the, the years and the decades, um we're first generation we're born i'm i can speak for myself and Sherrod also was born here um being born here we had our struggles um you know just kind of go through the school systems like you guys did but it was on a different level and people are still kind of having those struggles and hardships and overcoming these hurdles but to hear it and it's like infancy when it when when the, you know f- directly coming from india yeah. having the language as a barrier um not really knowing the culture what to expect you're just kind of walking into is a completely different perspective that um a lot of our listeners should you know acknowledge i think and, and really try to understand
0: yeah i think these guys were trailblazers your parents were trailblazers yep what they did right. coming to a new land like encore said is the urban jungle mm. you're literally in a place that can eat you alive and
2: new york city in the 80s wasn't a fun place any part <laughs> of new york city in yeah. the 80s wasn't a fun early 80s especially right okay. coming off the the tumultuous 70s i would say you uh-huh. know wasn't an easy place to your point though what what happened is what you think would happen right you either like you know survival of the fittest right either mm. you got killed in the process or you banded together and uprose, right? And that's exactly what happened. We had the next generation of Indians that came together, and it's like, we want to be just as hard as you guys. So, you know, I've got friends that that went that route. Nick mm. and I kind of got out of it. We were early. By the time we were, we got to college. The next level of friends that we had, where they were still in high school, they were hardish mm. I mean, they they didn't care. You're allowed to anything. curse as a podcast. Yeah, you can yeah. curse here. So um, they 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 went hard. I mean, I've got a. a my closest buddy in the world took the other route. What's right? that? He route? Went Tell us about that. Which which super smart guy and he's incredibly successful. So I can't really talk about his name. Whatnot, okay, but, fair uh, enough. I respect that. But he went the other way. He you know he sold stuff. He made a lot of money. Made friends with the hardest people in school, and yeah, he you know he made it in different ways. I mm. guess
0: you could right. say he assimilated into society if you will he adapted he did <laughs> yeah, he didn't want to yeah. go the route he uh, found his uh, normal uh, way getting suppressed getting beaten up like yeah.
2: Uncle and i did at times well, we also we so. also got moved out right our family moved us out to forest hills after seeing two or three years of this which
0: part of what street on forest hills
2: uh i was on dartmouth street across okay. from the
3: uh tennis courts yeah. okay yeah. we know exactly where that, that is
0: the
2: open up US open there yeah,
3: yeah. There was
0: uh, uh there's, yeah, there's, there's still a strong south asian population in that yeah. part of town
2: uh by the other side right by yeah. yellowstone there is
0: yeah and mm-hmm. yeah even yeah. like park city area ps206 area there's just mm-hmm. like there's still a strong sort of concentration of south asians there but so many moved out right. eventually you guys would move to long island
3: right eventually Long Island. we did uh 83 um, while uncle and i still were in queens and going to newtown high school 83 dad bought renards Eight, 85 five.
2: Eighty
3: 84 84. Okay. Yeah. This
0: is where the, this is the interesting part of the story, or a yeah, nice uh, pivot in the story. So you were in Queens retail, yeah. An and opportunity and came. So Re- was Ren was Renarts. So for those listeners who don't know, look up Renarts at Renarts, right? Yep. Renarts is a shop that you could go to. It's a beautiful shop, very sports-driven shop. Uh, that shop was was it conceptualized and built by you, or was it already pre-running?
3: So the the name Renarts existed when Dad bought it in eighty four. Right, um, it was a uh, English teaching, uh, no- Northport High School English teaching couple, who owned the shop. Wow, Irene and Arthur Reynolds. Okay. Oh wow, Goldman. That was the last name. Jewish. Uh, Jewish. So they had a daughter that didn't have a son. Then she didn't want to run the shop, so that was the opportunity Dad seeked. And they were wonderful people, by the way. I think my mom still keeps in touch with them, and. Um, Dad took the opportunity. Dad basically moved on from Sneaker Circle into Renards.
0: And his brother was still at Sneaker Circle?
3: And yeah, my uncle was still, mom's brother, right. was still in Sneaker Circle. Got so it. So that's how the whole thing started. We were already in account with Nike. Uh, Adidas was a tougher one to get at that moment.
0: Wow. And that battle between these two brands has gone up and down for years, right?
3: Forever. 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 So. <laughs> And then Uncle and I kind of started helping out in the weekends, I would say, you know, between 85, 86, 87. Did they
0: move you guys yet to Long Island? No, or we are we you still in Queens? Still,
2: they, they yeah. went up and Wow, down. so Every living, day, in,
0: living in Queens, right. but retailing in Northport? Yeah.
2: They rented themselves. East Northport, yeah. Yeah. That
0: Jericho Turnpike location no. is not no, that one. that's our third location.
3: current
2: sure, okay. right, yeah, locations this,
3: are. Yeah, this one's Larkfield Road.
0: Okay, yeah, so we're familiar.
3: Yeah, yeah so th- that was the original location. We stayed there 10 years, we moved to a different location 10 years, and then the Jericho came. Wow So uh, it, it wound up being one of those things That dad kind of got tired of the commute So in 87 we moved on to East Northport And that's how our Long Island life started In 87? In, in 87
4: Yeah
0: Wow yeah, Okay so. and when does it become a reality to you That like this might be our lifestyle forever When does that kick in?
3: For me I think I've always known I wanted to be in business yeah, but it.
2: ways later. Like what you're talking about, ways later. Well, right. Still still means to an end at that time, right? So yeah, it's still it's a true. job. It's not like it's lifestyle of, yet. Yeah. No, yet. it wasn't. It was,
3: you know what the best part I enjoyed about uh, retail was dealing with one-on-one, each individual customer walking in. There was no e-commerce there. There was nothing except just customers walking in. Okay. And I really enjoyed that feeling that I could actually cater to a customer, deal with it for 20, 50 minutes if I have to. Right. But get them the perfect Mm. Fit,
0: Possible. perfect, and get him the perfect shoe. Possible, yeah. And make that money. <laughs> yeah,
2: Nick was good at that. Nick was really good at <laughs> service. Making, making the money, people. or no, servicing people. and getting people fitted. So,
0: in in Butter Chicken podcast, we we also like to really tell and hit on the entrepreneurial story. Right. You know, we always say my dad came here with eight dollars. That's the story. That's what right. I've heard you see how many dollars did your dad come with? It, maybe $8.50. Uh, <laughs> hey, not not eight, much more. I think we were,
2: that's we uh, were allowed to have or something <laughs> like that,
0: right? I guess. So they, they come with little. Now they set you guys up. You guys are in high school working on the weekends. I'm imagining they set you up so you can go to college. Is that yeah. pretty accurate? So where, where do you guys go to school? And what do you do in school?
2: I did communications at City College. Okay. Uh, Nick did uh, business management at Baruch and Old Westbury.
0: What you went to two schools?
3: Yeah, the first year I got tired of commute the same way because family had moved on in eighty seven. That's when I started college. So I thought right, I could deal with it, the commute, but it just was too much. So I transferred into Old Westbury. Got mm-hmm. it. Did F- some finish work.
0: up school. Do you ever get? Does your family ever say, "Hey, we do this retail thing. We don't want you to be in it. Why don't you go, guys, get corporate American jobs, the um, way we're set out to in yeah, this country?" Yeah, that was the plan. Was, was that your plan Or was that the parental plan That was
2: all our plan I mean I don't know if we had A specific plan I was there I wanted to make movies Right I, You I wanted, wanted to, to make do, movies I wanted to make movies I, I was in film school I was communications major I wanted to write uh, I'm a copywriter by trade Like Wow That's what I got my degree in I wanted to do advertising Okay Marketing PR that's That sort of thing Okay Back um, then you had
0: that foresight To want to do that
2: I ended up doing it But you know, I ended up in retail Before that But that's what I wanted to do. I got a job at the MPAA writing PR releases. Wow. And I just like just copy or editing copy. It was really, really boring and the money <laughs> was just not there. And I got think was, I was paid like 20K a year. Okay. And just did not want to go through what it would have taken to get me to any sort of a success level, right? Uh, in advertising. So, um, so I joined the family trade. Nick loved it from the get go, he, he liked. A business of business
0: okay so you were always in it
2: yeah i always felt that this i was i told
3: myself at 16 i don't think i'm ever gonna work for anybody ever and i was just convinced that this is the right one for me so, so i try to pay as much attention to dad's business end of it you know at that time the bookkeeping was very simple too everything was hand done mm-hmm. so i literally there was no pos me,
1: or anything oh at that point <laughs>
3: I, I learned the basics from the basics and i and i I tell you guys, I still say that the four years of college degree I have, I think I learned in less than six months more with my dad than I learned in college. And, and that's fine, we need to all go through the process, of course, right? right? Maturity and all that.
0: Would stuff. you ever advise uh, a young youth who's 17 years old not to go to college and go no, right into the family no, business? Never.
3: Absolutely not. No, I think it's vital because you, you discover yourself, you learn certain things that your dad can't teach you. So I think that it's a great combination you know so personally i found myself in a position where he says, son pay attention and i did okay and and i, I was i was living it up i was like really really salivating the, all the information he was feeding me cuz i kind of knew that this is my calling business
0: got it now you're two brothers in business are your is your family still in the business or is it just you guys now
2: no it's just us it's just nick and i yeah
0: i, I want to just switch gears for a second juicy and i are brothers. But we're not blood brothers, but I never had a brother and him and his brother are like my brothers. We work day to day in the same operation. I run one part of our business. Juicy runs another part of our business. A big part of a dynamic is that we're very close and there's a lot of trust with us. So we trust each other 100%. But every single day, we have disagreements on how things should get done. You guys, we look at not only as guys who have really made it and kind of paved the way for young entrepreneurs, but we look at you as OGs from a perspective of footwear, from a perspective of entrepreneurship, but also because you're two brothers that continue to maintain a business relationship. Does that dynamic of being brothers ever lead you to have disagreements? And if so, how do you get through that?
2: Huge. I mean, we we've probably fight more than just about any two other people that, that really are on this planet. We fight all the time. Um, we're totally different people, but I think this goes back to those days in Queens. Right. So just, just paint that picture of, you know, two kids getting beat up every day and no adult understanding what's happening with you. So all you have is each other. All you have is like how you process that all, all that craziness. Um, you know, you're trying to get by, you don't understand the language. Um, I mean, I've gotten mugged in the elevator to my floor. <laughs> to Jeez. my uh, lived on the sixth floor. We used to get just just taken. So Man, I, you never told me that. Yeah. <laughs> oh god. Did you so. ever
0: fight back or was it always a pass? No,
2: yeah, I mean you did. And it you always did, right? Like mm-hmm. eventually you took one path. You know, you gave up and then you, you fought back. Sometimes that guy goes away with 15 other guys show up the the easier road was a couple years later when 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 i had friends of my own that could you know that had my back the first couple years you just didn't have any friends right so what are you gonna do (laughs) Mm -hmm, right you're just out there by yourself but when you when you got your own posse then then you could kind of walk you know walk the streets with some confidence right (laughs) it took a while for me nick i think was a little easier you know he got there a little quicker
3: yeah, but going back to your point, uh, Sherrod, I mean, I don't. I, don't I, I do. I do agree with you. I think I did have a little different life than you. did on grow obviously two years apart. You sharing all the details of what transpired with you every day, what's happening, this and that. It made my awareness much more quicker. Nick right, knew which route not to take home.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. he knew which blocks to avoid. Oh, totally, man. He knew to take <laughs> oh, the back stairway. And you know,
3: <laughs> I, I'm, and I'm not one of those guys who wanted to take the back. I, I like to play with fire. I <laughs> always right. have played with fire. Right, if I lose certain things, I'll learn from it, kind of thing, right? So in that sense, Ankur Uncle, Uncle has a lot of information that was fed to me constantly, that helped me. But what goes to the point Uncle said, he and I are totally different people. And that's the reason this business can work, in my eyes. Because we're different. Sharad, you and Juicy are good brothers, right? You got you said, right? Not the paternal, but, maternal, but brother. Mm-hmm. You guys are two different people, too. You run two different businesses, although it's one. Different elements of it, right? We're the same way. What Uncle and I discuss in meetings and this and that, there are so many disagreements. But end of the day, it's one message is what we want to send. And it's path to success. And I think that's what we always, so we got to put our egos on the side. I got plenty of ego. unfortunately, I've been told. So it's funny, Juicy tells me the long. same thing.
0: And every day, Juicy's like, yo, check your ego. I'm like, dude, I'm, I'm the, the best. One
2: here. I think if you have, if you have common goals, oh I think you find a way, right? Yeah. If you have different process, but if you have the, a common goal, if, if the path, if the end result is the same for both of you, you kind of find a way to do it together. And if the commitment's there. And that's one thing we've always had, right? Trust and commitment to be together. Because mm-hmm. we didn't know any other way.
0: Mm hmm. Um, Ren Arts. Was that friendly Retail Family sort of store Years after Ren Comes Extra Butter Can we talk a little bit about First of all kudos to you guys On Extra Butter What it does The vibe The aesthetic The collaborations And everything that you've done In this space of footwear um, But also the rollouts And the storytelling that you guys do Tell us about how you guys move a little from the Renarts Arts brand into the conceptualization and the build of Extra Butter. And for the listeners, walk us through the timeline. If you're not from New York, look up Extra Butter. Just look it up, at Extra Butter. Look them up So you know What we're talking about And while you're listening To this podcast Make sure you're also Going to their page after And understanding What Extra Butter Is all about Tell us about that A little bit
2: Yeah Extra. I'm butter.
0: proud of that being Just being a South Asian yeah. And no, being a guy That buys footwear Consistently I love uh, Walking into your store And seeing really Really cool stuff Thank you
1: Definitely next level
2: well, Really you, appreciate, guys, appreciate You guys that. saying that um, Yeah we're, we're Super proud of what Extra Butter Has been able to do um, I don't think Nick and I can take full credit, there's, there's a lot of people that brought this to where it is. Um, I think Nick and I see probably ourselves as more of enablers, uh, that, that gave the people that wanted to do Extra Butter a chance to kind of get there, right? And we got there in the process too, it, you know, what you build sometimes builds you, and that's, that's what Extra Butter is for us, I mean, we build it not knowing where it's going to lead us, and I think both of us are different because of what we've been able to do there.
0: I'm going to pause you right there for a second. Juicy, did you just get that? Because that was some <laughs> vital information. Absolutely, man. Listeners, rewind that part again. <laughs> rewind that part and listen to that one more time. On the show, if it's something so impactful, that's called bars. You know about bars? <laughs> sure. Okay. That's <laughs> bars right there. Wow. Um, big key key thing here is in in what you said is that what you were doing enabled other people to help. Build this brand It wasn't you guys alone And that's something Really really important In business Is enabling the team Around you The creators behind you The hard workers Behind you The thinkers behind you To kind of bring Their ideas to life Can we Can we dive into that A
2: little bit? Sure Absolutely yeah. I'm a huge believer In collaboration I don't think you can What you can achieve As a collective is going to be so much more impactful so much bigger than what you can achieve as your own on your own and it doesn't matter how bright what type of a genius you are if you can learn how to work with others you're always going to be doing bigger you know bigger things so yeah i mean that's what extra butter is i mean it's it's a group of people that brought this together it started with a pretty simple idea and we just was built it built it.
0: out of Ren Arts like was it yeah, built on it was, uh, the, the hustle that Ren Arts sort of like <laughs> had and the work that so, you guys so, put in there so my partner
2: and co-founder the ca- he was an employee at the shop and we just tinker around with the idea of you know he introduced me to this whole sneaker like collection like collector's sneakers
0: oh so you weren't even at that
2: I wasn't on it I, I'm, a, I'm, I'm a business guy I'm more of a you know what I do right right <laughs> Looking um, at spreadsheets? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, business IPOs. development. Um, I consider myself a creative, but probably not from that world. I'm, I I write. I, you know, I'm into, like, most parts of culture. Um, but, and I'm a creative business person, right? I mean, it needs creativity to, to succeed in business. But what this, uh, you know, what um, my partner... Introduced me with this 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 crazy world of like, you know, just just passion behind sneakers Um, we visited some great stores and and uh, You know decided to take the plunge and we were trying to conceptualize what this would be.
0: What year are we looking at?
2: Uh, We're looking at Oh six oh six oh five oh six. Yeah, we launched extra butter in oh seven And it came from like, you know, I as I said, I wanted to be a filmmaker. I love movies. I'm absolute movie buff so was he so we kind of landed on that as 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 a common interest and it's like you know let's let's do something really cool like just build a store that you know let's just have fun with this um has a movie aesthetic movie dynamic to it has appreciation for film um and create like a you know like a cinematic experience you know and that's 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 it i mean nike was at the top of its game it was really looking for partners that did those kind of things did something out of the, you know, out of the norm. Um, and we thought we could, we could have fun doing this.
0: So Extra Butter was built on the passion for movies, but mm-hmm. also on the foresight and the knowledge of, hey, there's a community of, of consumers out here that will really stand behind this brand, and maybe it's not the same consumer that might shop at Renarts
2: yeah people looking yeah. for an experience. It was beyond the trans transaction, not just a purchase, but an experience. Uh, uh, you know, when you when you go into a certain shop, uh, you remember the experience of being there way more than what you what you, what's in your bag, right? Sometimes the bag means more than what's in the bag. right? So carrying you know walking out of a, a gucci store, you're you're happy to present that Gucci bag everywhere. It doesn't matter what's in the bag. <laughs> <laughs> right? So it's kind of like that. And, and you're, you're kind of saying, you know, I like that shop. I like what the brand stands for. I want to let everybody know that I was there. Right? And that's the kind of shop that we wanted to build, uh, a, a, a shop that wasn't really just about product. But it was about community, about a you know, an elevated way of thinking, uh, present product in a completely different light than it had been. At, it's what we could do at Arts or Deep on Long Island.
0: Did you ever have a thought in your mind And did you Well Part one of the questions Do you ever have thought in your mind that This thing might not work out And the people Might not catch on
2: For the first three years um, Pretty much three times a day <laughs> Well
0: Nick tell us about that um, a little bit
2: Well
3: 07 we built the store right So. And August this is
0: Rockville Center Long Island
3: Rockville Center August 17th
0: Why did we choose Rockville Center? of all places in the world?
3: We looked at other areas, Sherrod, and what wound up happening was um, we ourselves were not comfortable getting out. I'm talking Uncle I mainly, of course, and the rest of our associates, right? We were not comfortable getting out of Long Island yet. We looked at Brooklyn, and that was a potential there. And Nike had approved us at that moment. But at that moment, we just were not finding the right real estate. And, and you know, in business, everything is timing. You cannot prolong this too long there's, a, there's, a, there's a something, a project sitting on the oven here, and you need to pull it out, right? And let's go. So, Rockwell Center came into a, s- a location that was not even part of the equation, but it worked. And the town was beautiful at that moment. And actually, the, the boys did a wonderful job, right? But the problem was 07 August, right after that, it's a recession. 08, 09, and virtually half of 10. So,
0: interesting a lot of people speak in entrepreneurship specifically those guys who we've spoken to that have had businesses that are a decade two decades old have told us about this 07 08 2009 2010 sort of time period where it forced a lot of businesses out or tested the strength of a business and tested the longevity of a business
2: it did. You
3: know what wound up happening was where Renarts uh, was still holding its own because it had a history, it had a customer base. So even 5%, 10% down was not killing us. Mm-hmm. But with Extra Butter, EB had a major issue where the brands were not clicking anymore because of the fact that the, the kid who's coming out for that, con- the consumer, end consumers coming out, doesn't really have the 100, 200 bucks in his pocket anymore. He's not getting a job. Mm. Right, so the college kid doesn't even have a thirty forty thousand dollars job because he got out and now he's working for twelve bucks per hour on some place, right? So that lasted for three years. So our extra butter product immediately got affected
0: because you didn't have the set clientele yet. It was more specialty yeah, goods,
3: exactly, and it was only gearing towards a very select group—the cool guy, the cool, guy. At the cool moment, girl.
2: Things have changed, the I and mean, there was a lot of right? ambition behind the project, right? And we had blacked out windows, no sign. <laughs> it was supposed to be a Manhattan-esque place that people f- yeah, LES-esque. Mm. Yeah.
0: Like it belongs in LES,
2: right? It, yeah, it, exactly. it kind of does, and and part of it wasn't, you know, totally about the, you know, the industry itself. We also weren't super confident to be in New York at the time, so we wanted kind you know, uh, with
0: that many years in the game, with Manhattan's with cap- a whole with capital thing. behind you, you still didn't have well, the
2: capital, some capital behind us. It wasn't. <laughs> We were we were also in the hotel industry then, right? Nick and I. So, like, capital wait, pause was hard for a to se- hold on, pause for a second. Pause. You just we can't slid just get that. that in there. <laughs> you can't. Slide that. Wait a second,
0: <laughs> listeners. We're talking about two guys here that run multiple retail locations, super hot, have done major collaborations with major brands, and then you just slid in the fact that you're in the hotel business
2: as investors. So, backtrack <laughs> okay. to uh, our family structure. Right? This is all about. Uh, about what kind of family we are um, my aunt comes to this country back in 73 she's a doctor She comes on her own she's unwed she comes here just out of her you know just looking for progress in her life trying to do something better she gets a job at Cabrini uh, you know settles herself all by herself settles up, settles herself in this country and starts bringing people our entire family up here Sponsoring Sponsoring One at a time Right My uncles Aunts And she's got I think 30 people now That she's wow. sponsored In this country So that's She's our godmother She's like You know Our Angel what Beacon mm. sort of like Is she like, still yeah. here today? Yeah Of course yeah, what's, what's her name? Uh, Suda Dr. Suda Suda Ben Yeah Suda, Suda Calum, Ben yeah. Shout Good. out to
0: Dr. Sudha Ben Patel. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we can bring her on here too.
3: Oh my goodness. So she she's is, a chatterbox. She a uh, <laughs> <dog>
2: we're going <laughs> to tell her story. We we're love gonna, that. We love we're going
0: to do one whole <laughs> season of just really, really senior people in the game. You would love her. Maybe we'll bring her through.
2: Actually, she she has a way better story to tell <laughs> than Nick <laughs> and I. Mm-hmm. She is, she's an amazing person. She gave up her personal family life to do this. She never got married because she, this is what she wanted to do. She kind of... Get everybody, her entire clan from India to here. And she ended wow. up doing it. Wow. We, we're all here. And today our family is amazing. I mean, she put, you know, wherever people needed help, she was there.
0: Okay. Did uh, she help your dad initially in yeah, sneaker the, the circle the and all
2: that? Yeah, the $35,000 that my uncle bought sneaker circle with, her money. She got it back. With interest, interest, interest or no? Yeah, of course. Okay. <laughs> she, <laughs> she, got, so she got everything. That's, that's the Indian way. <laughs> oh, whatever. <laughs> it's still the Indian She way. wouldn't even care, though. That's the kind of person she is. <laughs> right. Uh, but everything we have as a family is, you know, she's the pillar, everything revolves around her. So she helped us with pretty much every business. So today, so one of our, our cousins, he's, he's in the hotel business. He got, got in there. He's also started as an employee in the hotel industry. It ended up getting the confidence, uh, securing the money through family, through her whatnot and, and building an empire now and he's doing phenomenally. Which so hotels our, does he own? Um,
0: in here and in, in. He owns
2: in a holiday in, in, in Plainview. Oh, that's, that's our client. Oh, yeah.
0: We did their wedding, the daughter. We went to his house in Brookville. That's right.
2: right. Oh, yeah. so that's my uncle Yeah. That's, that's sneakers yeah, are oh, I
0: wish I knew. I would have charged them more. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I'm just kidding. You I'm should have <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I, was just but that yeah, was- I know that hotel. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. You uh, might not have gotten the gig if you charged them more. <laughs> no, they were
0: very nice people. The daughter was beautiful. Uh, I remember. Yeah. And yes. we went to their house. I remember they have a house with white, white marble inside. Oh my God. Yeah, How I cool was you? that wedding? I-, I wasn't there. I had uh, staff there, but I heard it was amazing. Amazing, Rohit did it. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Okay, so, so yeah, they so got the holiday, and so so yeah, they
2: they have a few other. They have stuff in Atlanta, right? The, right, uh, out in uh, by Jamaica. There's a big project. Patelway through. the Patelway, yeah, man, <laughs> yeah. yeah. right. Patel, we got to get right. in that game.
0: We got to figure so, it out. So, so our
2: forays into hotel is pretty much tied to them. We invested with them, invested right. with a couple of other families. And cool. We've so you diversify. Yeah I had to Right
0: (coughs) Now this is something Family Going back to 84, 85 Sneaker circle Even early on Ren Arts days It might not be something That's Even something in your head Or something you think about Right But over time As family grows You guys help each other grow
2: Yeah We're we're super close In the family Right Like our our Thanksgiving You know There's about 30 people there
0: is it vegetarian?
3: No. 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 Turkey? The there's opposite. a spicy turkey, of course. Panduri <laughs> <laughs> turkey? Desi style. And then there's Suda, who makes the regular turkey.
0: <laughs> and is there dal and rice on the side somewhere?
3: <laughs> yeah, there's. <laughs> <laughs> <part of> the <laughs> terriers, yes. Sounds about the, right. The two out of the 30
2: that are vegetarian, <laughs> there's dal and rice. There's a lot of whiskey. And a bunch of scotch <laughs> bottles. Right Good. Unfortunately, too Good. many.
0: Sounds, sounds kind of like what we like, kind of like our families.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? I, and I, I think like what's really important to highlight is is that um, to all our young listeners and aspiring entrepreneurs, um, relationships are everything.
4: Yeah.
1: Whether it's friends, whether it's family, it's important to uh, nurture those relationships, um, maintain those relationships, and ultimately, only good things will come from it. Um, so just be righteous. You know that's that's a big part. I think of their story and just doing the right thing for each uh, other.
2: Bars, can I do
1: that? Oh wow, The first time that's happened to me. (laughs) I'm not used to it. (laughs) This is extra butter chicken, my friend. (laughs) Extra butter chicken. (laughs)
0: Whatever we want over here. That is bars though. Yeah, I I, I agree with that. I think I think relationships are, are the key to success and I think having family relationships is really important. So you guys, early on or midway through, you diversify into the hotel game and probably some other investments as well. But extra butter, back to bring it around again. Extra butter is this thing that can potentially not do so well. And you go through this three, four year patch. Yeah, Rhinox
3: had to finance the company quite a bit for the uh, the first three, four years.
2: The internet was just getting started. We kind of saw consumer behavior changing. Uh, Retail was gonna change. It wasn't gonna be the same, oh, you know, get me this pair and you got it out of the back. It wasn't gonna be like that. It was, you had to have an audience that, that believes in you as a brand. Uh, to get by It had to be more than a transaction mm.
0: Okay And, and that's that, where the that experience was the comes was Extra Butter Yeah Okay So 06 is the start But 2010 is sort of like
2: 2010 the when we did our first collaboration was like when we got on the map That's right
0: uh, yeah, The Reebok Achoo uh, <clears throat> Do you yeah. see my shoes?
3: Yeah I, I see that. them I see them <laughs> that. I was going to give you props on that amazing Sherrod <laughs> <Charade. laughs>
0: You know it's For me 13
3: looks good on you <laughs> Thank you, sir.
0: I bought them at extra butter. <laughs> <He did. laughs> so, uh, great. W- you know, we'll, we'll bring it to circle. Let's get everyone's feet. You know, um, for us, like I said earlier, before you guys got here, footwear has just kind of developed into this thing. Like, well, one, you have to wear shoes every day, so you might as well be comfortable. So that's where sneakers come in for us. But it's also the cool factor and the cool look and the conversation around sneakers, right? Right. Absolutely. So. When I woke up this morning, I was like, yo, we got a butter chicken episode. It would be pretty damn cool to wear these guys' shoe when we uh, do their interview. And, and Juicy and I always have this thing where, like, who, who wore better shoes today? It's more
1: Sherrod has this thing. <laughs> <laughs> he just gets me involved somehow. He's the
0: only one that I could compete with on a daily basis. And actually Erica, too, because she kills it every day oh, with shoes. And them. we're all in the same office. But um, we're both 13s. So we'll, I'll always say who, who beat who on a specific day, and sometimes he beats me, and sometimes if, I beat If him. you haven't noticed, he's very competitive. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, man. But collaboration. Erica's
2: are more like normally custom, so. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Erica's she's, heavy with it. Yeah. I mean. And she gets the cool girl stuff now because she's on all the influencer lists. Oh, <laughs> you know, we're not on those lists yet. But uh, customizer, too. She customized those as well. Oh. Gino's Ooh. ones. Um, oh, nice. Wow. Awesome. So, look great yeah. Talk about collaboration You said 2010 was your first collaboration For us As guys that really like Look at this stuff and study it And also we, we help with so many rollouts What does the collaboration thing do for your brand And how does it start
2: um, Alright so No way am I taking credit for any of this by the way It's our, our creatives that did this uh, I just enabled them uh, Or we just enabled them uh, but what collaborations do is is they, 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 they kind of cement your point of view out there, right? So they cement your uh your brand bars.' Um, you're, you're you know working with a you're normally working for us, we're, we're a small small business. We're working with a brand like Reebok, who's a billion dollar brand, and you know, that just for them to trust us with a product that they take so seriously is, is pretty big, right? That's props to us, and that's a lot of credit to our team for for doing that. And the reason they want to do it with us is is that we can tell a story uh, that's, one, authentic to us, and a story that they'd have a hard time uh, kind of telling themselves. So with the achus shoes, um, Tell us the first collaboration. Yeah, let's talk. Let's walk through the
0: listeners to that because a lot of them are novices in, to the sneaker world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Some of them that listen are more our music or our tech fans, but footwear is his life for us. So we kind of want you to break that down for us a little deeper. So,
2: so we did the Reebok AXT, um, it's the pump, with uh, with uh, collaborated with Reebok on that shoe, and we fashioned it uh, behind the Dave Chappelle character in in Robin Hood, the men tights.
0: Ah, so you took it back to the movies. Yeah,
2: back, yeah, most of our collaborations kind of go back to the movies. Some of them kind of loot to it, but they're all cinematic in a way, right? Interesting. Yeah. Um, so this shoe was, uh, there's a scene in that movie where, where, where Chappelle is in a sword fight and, um, and, and he says, hold up, I've got to pump my shoes. And he, and he, and he's got wow. pumps on and he does that. And so that's, that's, None of these are my ideas, by the way. I'm not taking credit for this. Uh, so that's what that shoe was was uh, inspired by. And we told that story. We had a, had a little film, um, had a homemade film uh, to promote it. And that was very early. Now everyone's got a homemade film, right? That, but is our, this our before
0: the film. collaboration is approved? Like this is your pitch to Reebok? or it's our does pitch it work? to Reebok. It's approved, and you had never yeah. pitched prior?
3: No. No, it's our first one, yeah.
0: So on your first pitch to a brand, they believe in what you want to do? Yeah. That stars aligning. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Because well, that doesn't in happen the
2: years. In those three years, we had, um, we had put together a pretty decent-sized audience, right? Uh, okay. You know, blacked-out windows, blacked-out uh, marquee, uh, the sign, basically, of the shop. But people were still gravitating towards what it was. We, we created, like, a, you know, there was a lot of curiosity about what we were doing. And, and on social media, it was the start of social media, and we jumped on it very early. So we were we were being celebrated we got the products we got the right um alignment with the brands through our relationships through rent arts uh and we were able to curate you know like a best in class assortment there so we already had a, a fan club people used to come out from queens and brooklyn or whatever to, to come to long island to come see the shop wow so we, we got our name across uh and reebok noticed and like yeah we'll do it they like the story they like the concept collaborations were coming up and yeah got it going
0: so when you do your first collab, from a business perspective, an entrepreneurial perspective, sometimes we see brands that collab and then the, the shoe doesn't sell and it sits on the shelves or it sits on other retailers and it's just sitting on the shelves. I've seen some major companies do some collabs that really didn't move. Um, there's risk in that as well, right? Like you have to commit to the, risk the, risk, the yeah. pairs. And sure. Like how does that work?
2: Big risk, right? So y- there's, a, there's an MOQ, minimum quantities okay um uh, you have to meet those minimums and um, in purchase in purchase up right. front or advance, is that on terms Well you don't have to d- pay in advance but depends, you have to commit Depends on your relationship right, right.
0: So, so like what's the minimum for a collab
2: these days
0: no then, then oh th- then these the days yeah too
2: I mean with reebok it was only about 350 pairs okay it wasn't too crazy it was so
0: Oh okay so you're you're saying to to your your team hey we have to do these 350 that's pretty doable I think we'll do our it our
2: team Told us that, and then they said, "Can you pay for this?" And Nick said, "Yeah, I think we're good." Nick asked me, "He's like, should we pay for this?" <laughs> I'm like, yes, we should.
0: Hmm. Now, does the brand support it with marketing dollar and and sort of call? Um, these or?
2: days, um, these days, at times they do. It depends on the brand, depends on the initiative, depends on our marketing rollout, like what we want to do. Mm-hmm. Extra butter is in a place that um, now, you know, I hope, I hope that's the case. But I think most brands do want to be here, so they do support us. Uh, in those days, yeah. budgets weren't big. It was still very, very small. No, so that and was collabing was super, still
0: not super, it was big, but it wasn't that big the way it is now. No,
2: it was very early with collaboration. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And that's probably the reason,
3: Sherrod, we got away with 350 pairs, because things change. Okay. You know, of course, right? I mean, those are marketing exercises. At 350, the companies aren't really making anything. No. It's actually mm-hmm. losing.
0: Yes, right. Absolutely, that. that's that's always been my question, and we we do this study all the time, like on these yeah. collaborative rollouts, like, oh, there's a limited pairs of a thousand or whatever, and we're doing the wholesale revenue, and we're like, how is this brand spending a million dollars on ah, this rollout, right. but it's really a marketing play. Right, oh,
3: it is. It's you know it, it, the whole thing started with the the vendor Reebok, Nike, Audi, New Balance, whomever. At that point, right, the whole point is that they needed to change with the change that was coming, which is 2010 and plus, right? That was a whole new wave of these sneaker collectors Uncle just mentioned a while ago, plus all these unique audiences that were popping in to really, really enjoy the sneaker market. Before that, it was just, I need a sneaker. You know, Reinhardt (laughs) stays. I still go back, Mm -hmm. you know. Hey, what do you have for me today? And that's all it is. They're listening to you. What they got tired of it after a while was, well, you know what? It's the same old thing coming out. So now the, the the brand started understanding the consumers saying that they want something different. Now, these boutiques started popping up. When the boutiques started popping up, these vendors understood that their division needs to change. And they need to spend some marketing dollar toward these more and more smaller boutiques. So that's why. So you
0: guys were in at the it. right time.
2: We got it at the right time. We were right behind that first wave of of real trailblazers like Classic Kicks and A-Life and, you know, Dave's Quality Meats. And, I mean, those guys did it with very little assurance that things could work. At least we had some assurance that, you know, the industry is going the right way. Right. So, I mean, you know.
0: And then after you guys pop out, the Kiths of the world, right?
2: Yeah. Yeah. The Kiths just took it to a whole new level. um,
0: Right. And that collaborative game is still so alive and it's... I feel like if you're not collabing now, you're not cool
2: to an yes, extent. I mean, I mean it's, it's, it's trust. At the end of the day, you know, the world rotates around trust, right? Right. So yeah. you have to have trust from people you work with. And, and the vendors, you know, our relationship with our vendors is more of a partnership. Um, right. There's a lot of retailers. It's, a transa- you know, it's the same thing with our, re- our relationship with our consumer. I agree. I we think need it, to take a relationship yeah. from just a transaction to a real relationship which is a give and take a partnership so you guys have a partnership some some partners are partners by name but really it's transactional they go home right after work and they don't talk to each other and then they show up to work and they're still partners you can only take it so much i think part, a real partnership is you know full faith full trust
0: that was a really exceptional statement Continued bars Do you trust me juicy <laughs> With my life Amazing <laughs> Maybe we could take Our shit to the next level I hope so man Maybe we could follow In these guys footsteps And do some really Really cool stuff I hope so
1: No I, I think that uh, There's a lot of parallels
0: There is That's um, why I wanted them do Really and badly and <laughs> on our show Yeah totally Cause uh, guys listening Butter and Podcast These are veterans In business period These are guys Whose families Came here With nothing And they built something They continue to build It's a weeknight Really late at night They're sitting here In our studio Giving us their time When they could be home With their families Their wives Their kids And they're sitting here Telling us their story Nick and Ankur From the Extra Butter team Are here They're with us We have a couple of drinks (laughs) And we're telling their story And it's a really Really cool story Um, We're going to switch lanes For a second I want to talk a little bit About um, your personal lives And do those personal lives get affected by the fact that you're in this business or have you guys sort of figured out a balance at this point in your lives? Uh, Nick, we'll start with you.
3: Sure. Um, my personal life doesn't get affected. Because, doesn't? No, it does amazing. not. That's amazing. And and I'll share with you guys on this why it doesn't. Um, when I did meet my wife, and that was, I would say, 99, she kind of knew wh- what I was, which is a retailer at the end of the day. And, um, no. I was doing seven days a week, Sherrod and you see, at that moment,
0: seven days, seven days a week in nineteen eighty nine, no days off, no days off. No,
3: no days off at that moment. And you know, all honesty, I didn't want to take those off. You, you didn't. I didn't want to. No, right. that's I how think, kind of
0: we are right now. Our wives are not too happy. <laughs>
3: well, it, it's you know everything comes with time, right? And and at that moment, I felt that okay, new relationship. I was working, and I felt good about it, and she supported it. In fact. You know, she comes from a different different field than I do. She's a microbiologist at that moment. She worked for oh, a lab. Oh, so good, right? But she wanted to spend the time, so she started joining the business. And how did she do it? Well, she was, "I'll just come and hang out with you on a Saturday and Sunday at the retail shop." So she started started liking what she was doing. Wow! So for me, it was not a major issue with that. Now, at this point in 2017, I necessarily don't do f- seven days a week, right? I mean, I have my things where I have... You
0: know how I know you're a G? Because we're almost in 2019, my friend.
3: <laughs> oh,
4: God.
0: <laughs> Stop serving him drinks, Juicy. Uh, okay. Enough. So. <laughs> 2019, go ahead. We're here. So,
3: no, it's, it's... You know what it is? Uh, 2018, rather. Okay.
0: 19. We're in 19 now. All right, 19. <laughs> almost there. We're already thinking 19, right? We're... Q4 is here. We're in 19.
3: I, I think uh, uh, we're, we're all in a different place. And personally, I'm in a different place at this point that I do put up a ton of hours. And I think it's more of a priority hours, I call it. You know, cer- certain times are really, really put in do all the effort I need to. And then just take the few moments off to kind of enjoy the family life. I, th- I think it has to have a balance. And I think I found my happy medium at this point.
0: Are you still working on Saturdays and Sundays?
3: No, I'm not working Saturdays and physically in the store. I am kind of working more towards my brother and I. I think we meet up quite a bit. And a lot of strategies take place. So those are Saturdays and Sundays for us.
0: And while you're strategizing, the kids are all playing and hanging out? That's
3: right. Well, I mean, you know, my son Neo enjoys what he does. How old are your kids? Golf. He's 13. He enjoys his golf, and I do. I do spend time with him as much as I can on the golf. But Uncle and I spend ton of evenings together, even if it's Saturday evening when he comes over my place, I go to his place. And what is it? It's over either a glass of scotch or wine, and just talk business. And <laughs> it's not to avoid the family; it's just to because we're so so submerging to this, right? I think business is a culture that we have brought in to our own establishments with all the people that work with us. And I think we are responsible for them. So we try to make sure that we set the foot, foot straight from the beginning where we don't take time off as much as we would love to eventually. But right now I think it's vital that we continue pushing our culture forward. And it's meetings, meetings, meetings all day. Discussing.
2: I can take it a step further. I, I think it's more a partnership. That's big bro talking. No, uh, no, he's right, he's, yeah. he's right on. But w- what I'm trying to say is like, I think it's more of a partnership, right? Like our family is a partnership. Our, our staff and our relationship with our employees is a partnership. So it's, what is a partnership? It's trust and commitment.
0: Uh, bars. what do
2: we have with our, with our, with our wives? It's trust and commitment bars. They know who we are. They know what we do for them to be with us. And it's not that we're ignoring what they want to do. We're, you know, we're, we're coming up with a plan together. This is the way to succeed as a unit. And that's my wife and I, that's his wife and, and, and him, and, th- and that's the four of us together, right? So that's, that's us four, and then we take it a few levels further, bring in our, our managers, and they're on the same kind of journey with us through life, right? Just connect, connect on, on our end goals. We start with our end goal. You know, setting goals, I would say, is, is, is the most important thing that we do set these final goals and then figure out a way to get there together even if you take different paths getting there just get there like let's just devise a plan to get there if we're on the same exact path much better right less less problems but no two people are ever take the same road to get there
0: interesting so, that's really really useful information
2: right you just you just kind of uh, if i'm being too convoluted
0: let no, know, it's but. freaking amazing, bro. <laughs> that shit is science. What you just said, bro.
2: I think, in terms and you of like, said it
0: so simply. It was not convoluted at all. Like
2: you think, in terms you got
0: the goal. You might take the long way. You might take the other way, but you got to get there.
2: You got to get there. You're gonna get there eventually, right? Like the destination's the same. And so between the four of us—his, his wife, and him; my wife and I—and um, some part, some other people in our family as well—we have the same goal. We're trying to get to the same land. Same promised land, right, which is, I don't know, whatever that is, contentment, <laughs> business success, whatever that is. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we've got some, some things clearly defined as what our goals are, and that's the way I, I we work together with our staff as well. Mm-hmm. These are our goals. We're trying to get there. Let's devise a plan that we can right. kind of, you know, do it together.
0: Do you believe that the four minds is better than the one individually?
2: Always, right? Always, yeah always but it starts with what it starts with trust right it's only as good as you know the pillar is trust it's only as good as like how much you trust each other to steer not have ulterior motives right like it's if if you're all in the same same game then you kind of get there
0: and you get there nicely mm-hmm. collectively
2: yeah, yeah. right process we're, we're still getting there we still have ways to go, right? We but do. Have, but, we but it sounds
0: like you're in good momentum at this point as Extra Butter. Yeah. Uh, you got what the brand, look, the brand is kind of solidified at this point, and things are just flowing yeah. really nicely.
2: People like that brand. Uh, they are, yeah. I mean, our business is not only about the Extra Butter brand. Our business is, you know, multiple brands. We have, we have Let's talk about it. for three or four different banners. Uh, got a new shop in Nashville that both of us are visiting tomorrow. So Nashville? Nashville, yeah. Tennessee? Nashville, Tennessee. Wow. Footwear, yeah. footwear. Wow! Is it's there a
0: market like that for it?
2: It's huge. It will be it's boots, cowboy boots. Be, yeah. um was <laughs> yeah. new at this. Uh, wow! We have some, some phenomenal partners, right? So we talked about enabling people, and these these three gents showed up one day at the store and just said, "We love what you guys are doing. We want to do this." Uh, we're like, "Yeah!" I mean, and we get we we get so many people who do do that, but these three just kind of just floored us. With their commitment and their passion and, and their skill set. And so we're like, yeah, let's do this together. So is it going to be Extra Butter or a new brand? No, it's, it's, a, it's a brand that's up there already, uh, okay. Rooted. Okay. Uh, StayRooted.com.
0: Okay. So you're kind of coming so in and yeah. helping them.
2: You know,
3: we met with the vendors. We we made a commitment to the project. We showed them the project uh, to all the main vendors, Nike, Audi, and all these. And they loved what we were looking for.
0: Wow, so from Ren Arts you then flipped into extra butter, were able to bring that off take that off the ground, still maintain Renarts, Arts, do this investments in other projects as well outside of footwear, and now you're enabling others with opportunity through financing and just your relationships.
2: Yeah, just I mean, finance is one thing. I mean money money's it seems like the hardest thing to come around right now, but it's really just it's it's support that you're looking for it's mentorship that you're looking for those kids weren't looking for money per se they were looking for mentorship relationships and and kind of like you know a path to what they wanted to do and and we both realized that that was like yeah I mean, we, that's right in our wheelhouse we could do this mm-hmm. and we believed in them and there was you know after a few meetings the trust was pretty established Got uh, it. we knew what these guys were all about and we we should it would be a crime not to you know, it would be a sin not to, to support them.
0: That's amazing, man. And so you got stayrooted.com. What else is out there on the table right now that you guys are working on?
2: Well, we have we have rise in in Huntington, and we have. R- I love rise. Thank you.
0: Very minimal. Thank you. I've spent a lot of money there, <laughs> oh a ton. You know what <laughs> you I love the hood. Texted me on that. <laughs> I don't do that, man. You know what? I don't do that. Um,
3: you pick your moments Now you'll have to Pick them a little more Jordan 1 Any
0: Jordan yeah. 1 I'm texting you yeah, yeah. Any Yeezy I might text you Any hu, I might text you That's about it well, can, I, can I get another <laughs> <one>? <laughs> No
3: That's my connect that's that's We're welcome Thank <laughs>
1: you <See? laughs> We got it on air though On the record <laughs> Yo, we have It's the etiquette
0: That's what we we're it, talking it, it's about It's a separate topic That's a whole other podcast <laughs> like Influencers so We
3: just kind to You know Hit up our Our, our vendor partners I think day. we should just Go on a seating list here You, you know
0: They said it you, you know what's <laughs> crazy is that this word, and we're going to throw out some words. You tell, tell me your thoughts. It's something we'll do. We'll do new at Butter and podcast before we close out. When you hear the word influencer, Nick, what do you think?
3: God moves,
2: moving the culture. Okay. God, uh, I'm all over the place on that word.
0: <laughs> you um, know, to um, me, I think hmm. it's an overused word, Not and it's very hard fair. to distinguish what. Value comes from the word influencer, so it's almost like a big box and a big pot that people are just putting themselves in automatically. Yeah, it's very confusing. So, to you me. don't
3: like the word I influencer, like, but I think moving the culture, you guys do move the culture, yes, absolutely.
2: Yeah,
0: we're moving what we're trying to do and what we've continued to do, just so you know. And, and I have to actually thank you, and Eric is a very pivotal part in this because six, seven years ago, before I got into doing brand activations the right way through brand partnerships and working with the brands, I was doing my own events. And I was I did that to get the attention of brands to let them know that I do shift culture. That was the whole reason of me doing it. It was investment in myself to do sneaker trade shows, which were completely like looked at, at the brands are looking at me like I'm crazy and <laughs> they hate me for doing it. But it showed everyone that I was trying to work with at the brands, that I have access And I know everyone So if you don't Kind of come along And help me And we can If we can't figure out A way to work together Then I just have to do it this way Because I was really Passionate about it But early on Not sure if you remember Or if you're even Involved in that part Of the business But Extra Butter Renarts, Arts And Rise All sponsored My first three shows I
3: remember that Erica was And it was It was light spon- part on that.
0: It was light sponsorship But I'll never forget that Because I was like Alright If this retailer Cut us a little check To help us get What we got off the ground Then ultimately When it comes back to Hey, I gotta go buy These shoes at retail price And I gotta find them I'm gonna go there And kinda pay it forward And spend my money there Rather than Go to the guy That didn't support my show When I asked So kudos And thank you for that That's uh, that, that really For us that Those moments In two, two 2012, 2013 Set the tone for us to actually get noticed by big brands, and
3: I think that's the only reason I actually approved Erica, because so you would come in and pay forward. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, you knew that, <laughs> trust visionary. Trust. yeah, he's the visionary over here. Strategy. No, but that was that and was that, that was vision. a pivotal point
1: for us. Shifted our business completely. Yeah.
0: So in that, what now and now what we're trying to do, guys. Just so you know, and that's why we're so grateful that you came. There's a lot of South Asians that are younger than us that kind of get the podcast world, the digital space, and when we invite like the young musicians, they're all about it or we talk to people in journalism there about it. Um, the guys at your level, um, and I say this with the utmost respect guys that have done it, that technically don't have any reason to be here at late at night, uh, investing your time and essentially with us. The guys that like you who have done it. Really helped kick down doors for guys like us Who are going to go on to do great things as well And for younger generations to do it And for your kids who are probably in their teens And my kids who are toddlers at this point To keep paying it forward To keep pushing culture But never forget our own culture And that's very, very important to us So when we first got in the footwear game We were separating our culture Our South Asian heritage Where we're from From our Passion and our love for hip-hop and hip-hop culture and everything mainstream that we were into It's with this platform that we were building for ourselves that we're like nah Enough's enough with that. We don't need to separate it. Let's bring it full circle These OGs from Extra Butter, man, they've shifted culture multiple times just through Visionary things, through collaborations, through working with big brands, through Through opening up an amazing shop in LES, which Maybe twenty years ago wasn't even mm-hmm. thinkable right so we thank you guys for donating that time man and and really coming through and sharing your story with us it's it's incredible man and we're we're super honored and grateful that you would come and and enlighten the youth on what you are and where you come from thank you so
1: much guys really uh,
2: so I appreciate the platform, that, yeah. thanks for having us uh yeah I mean no idea that that's what we were doing we we're here to kind of shoot the shit and hopefully <laughs> hopefully talk about you know uh, our experiences and how they can help somebody else and um i hope i hope we've done our jobs
0: at every butter chicken we want to make sure that the listener gets something out of it um that they could take home forever um i want both of you to speak on this this is the first time we've had like uh, two brothers and then like partners at in the same episode but uh if you could leave the listeners with some key advice um some key take-home bars some knowledge Uh, what would that be?
3: I'll start, actually, yeah. Um, You said your audience is very young, right, guys? And I I think it comes down to, I'll give you my experience on what I felt when I was 15, 16, 17. We all go through a ton of unique experiences, and Uncle explained his own experience, how it was. Um, At the end of the day, to me, I think what your heart is telling you what to do and if your mind could cope with your heart that combination whatever you could trust inside it go for it and use that as a positive take the distractions out although there will be many at that moment and the best thing that could happen is you go through the entire process you'll go through many moments at that time where you'll feel defeated it's not really working all of those things but if there's a vision inside that something is telling you, you should pursue that fully. And I, I'm a firm believer in this. And I think it works if you really go through the entire process. At 21, 22, my goodness, you might come out with a very unique uh, experience out of that whole thing. And you might have a vision where it's actually fulfilled. Boris.
2: Uh, for me, it's just, it just surround yourself with the right people. surround yourself with people that you can trust and have uh, a partnership with in any levels if you've got the right people around you um, they can take a average idea and turn it into gold but if you don't have the right people they can take a brilliant idea and and turn it to dust right? absolutely nothing so it starts and ends with people for me Um, surround yourself with people you can trust and grow with that have similar goals that want to go to the same place you want to go to incredible that's how you start
1: I, I i mean i'm just i'm trying to absorb everything because for Take me in, if you this will. this episode definitely has been a, a learning experience where i've taken a lot of things away from i've also uh been able to my the, the wheels are turning the website's still loading in my head <laughs> where I'm, I'm i'm taking what you guys have shared with us today Applying it to what we do and seeing the similarities and differences and just trying to make sense of everything as Strategy a whole. Strategy
0: meeting tomorrow, 7 a.m.? I, I,
1: it's already coming. It's
0: already in my head. 7 a.m. <laughs> I calendar invite, 7 a.m. <laughs> meeting tomorrow.
1: But uh, but the uh, the level of experience and the <sighs> the bars and gems that we're given today, um, definitely I have taken some things away from, and I will definitely continue to take things and turn them into other things, hopefully. Um, and I want to thank you guys so much for being here today. Really appreciate you guys sharing your stories and um, those bars and gems. So thank you, Absolutely. really.
0: Absolutely, thanks for yeah, having me. From us. my perspective, it's like, man, I mean, these are these are guys that really, really do it. Um, sharing the knowledge. Uh, the biggest thing that I see out of it, and that you do, that I, I take out of this, is that mentorship is really important. And at this level in their careers, while they're still growing their businesses and they're still doing cool things, they're already mentoring other young businessmen, empowering other creatives and businessmen to do what they do. And I think that's something that I've really taken away from it. And it's also something I believe in. Uh, and, and I continue to try to do that as well. So there's a lot of parallels, even though we're in completely different businesses. Business is business at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Humanity is humanity. Absolutely. Uh, and when you when you help others and, and realize that, the, the road you've taken can allow others to kind of come right behind you. It's it's a wonderful thing. Um, Nick and Ankur Amin. Uh, I don't even want to relate it. as extra butter. Uh, I would just say two great guys that do great things. Family men, fathers, businessmen. Uh, really, really setting the tone out here for South Asians uh, in the scene, but beyond South Asians, just just great humanities hum- humans in general. Uh, we thank you so much for sharing your time with us. This is Butter Chicken Podcast. It's your boy. DJ Sharad
1: and DJ Juicy, Juicy. Where can they find us, my friend? Our main hub is our Instagram page at Butter Chicken Podcast. Excellent. Sure, make sure you go to our page, and we'll it'll direct you to everywhere else. We're on all podcasting platforms. Soundcloud. You know, we're on uh, iTunes. And on the,
0: we're on the official podcast app
1: for Apple. That's absolutely. Right. We're also on Hubhopper. What is Hubhopper? Hubhopper Hub is a podcasting platform based out of India. India. And you
0: know, uh, India crushing the podcast game. You know, it's, <laughs> man, I, I'll tell you about the analytics later, but. Do you know we're the first American VC podcast on Hubhopper? That I didn't know. And I think we might be the only ones right now.
1: That's incredible. Yep. And uh, shout out to all
0: all. 1.3 billion of you people in India. (laughs) Tune in. This is for you, man, (laughs) because listen, there's so many of us out West and we want you guys to tune in and all our fan base out here. We know you're from multiple ethnicities. We know where you're from all over the country. Canada is tuning in heavy. Thank you so much. We really, really appreciate the support, the love. Follow us at Butter Chicken Podcast. And you could also follow us at our personal IGs. I'm at DJ DJJuicy, D-J-J-U-I-C-Y. At DJ Sharad. Where can they find you guys, man? I know you guys are pretty low-key, but where's the, what's your company pages?
2: Uh, the company, the, the main parent company is called TGS, but um, our main um, sneakers are extrabutterny.com, uh, stay-rooted.com, rainarts.com, rise45.com.
0: Wow, that's a lot. Let's go. New York City, we're here, baby. We'll see you soon. Peace.
2: Blah,
4: blah. <laughs>